Welcome to New Life Church Sermons. We hope you enjoyed today's message. If you'd like to connect more with us, go to newlifesl.church. Exodus chapter 10, verses 21 through 23. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward heaven, that there may be darkness. Everybody say darkness. Over the land of Egypt. Darkness which may even be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven. And there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Today I want to talk to us from this title, There Shall Be Light. Look at somebody as you prepare to be seated and say, There Shall Be Light light. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We exalt you. We magnify you in this house. We thank you, God, for your word. Let it not return void today. Give us ears to hear and a heart to receive, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Centuries have passed, and the patriarch Jacob is long gone. The preserver of the family of Israel Joseph has been dead for so long that the Pharaoh that now reigns doesn't even know him. And for hundreds of years, the Israelites have been enslaved in a strange land, burdened by the bondage of their slave labor. Hopelessness grips their heart. Yet now, Moses has been raised up to lead this mighty multitude out of Egypt and into the promised land. The battle between the true God of Israel and the pseudo-god Pharaoh has been raging for months now. The Nile turned to blood, frogs, locusts, lice, sores, hail, the list goes on. A destruction of a nation on a mass scale. Yet with every calamity, with every plague, Pharaoh's heart grows harder. Burdens had increased for the Hebrews during this time, but now the end is near. The Lord tells Moses to stretch out his hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over Egypt, even a darkness that can be felt. This was not an ordinary darkness. This was not the darkness that looms at dusk. It was, as commentaries will reveal, a supernatural darkness. It was literal darkness. It was a plague of darkness meant to cover the land. For three days, the sun would not be seen. At high noon, visibility would be the same as at midnight. The darkness was so great 
that one could not even keep track of the days anymore. Completely losing track of time, this nation simply sat in darkness. Darkness was literal. It was a visible darkness. But it was also, in a sense, a darkness with misery, wickedness, sorrow, obscurity. It had a literal, natural element and a spiritual element to it. The eeriness of this darkness was that not only could you not see, but you could feel what you could not see. A mixture of gloominess and evil. It was as if God had completely removed himself from the land. And you could feel it. Darkness that can be felt. It wasn't just the absence of light. This darkness also sought to extinguish the light. There was a fog-like effect to it that caused the candle to not burn and the lamp to not be lit. And the senses of every man, woman, and child were disoriented. Even when the Egyptians tried to strike a match and fan into flame the light, the darkness quickly snuffed it out. So movement was restricted. And those who sat did not stand. And they were restricted to simply sit in darkness, motionless, for three days. A darkness that could be felt. They could feel the darkness. And yet light could not shine. In Egypt, no matter how hard they tried to light a lamp, to, to ignite a flame on the wick of a candle. No matter how many times they tried, every time the darkness snuffed out the light and the flame would not ignite because in Egypt, darkness ruled and reigned. But in the homes of the children of Israel, in the places of God's people, they had light. The land was in darkness, but their homes had light. The nation was in darkness, but where God's people gathered had light. They could light a match in their home and the candle would burn. Step outside their door and the light would go out. But in the home of each child of God, there was light in that home. We're living in a time, in a place where darkness is ever increasing in our nation and in our world. There is a diabolical delusion that wars against everything that is good and godly. Whether you realize it or not, there is an onslaught against every single thing that is good 
and godly. Everything that God created in perfect order, there is an agenda to destroy it. And it is straight from the enemy. It is a great darkness in this world. I was somewhere yesterday just looking at my favorite pen shop. I walked in down the street began to feel something. And I was browsing at these pens. They're really nice pens. And I look in there and I'm like, maybe today I'll get something. Then I look at the price and I'm like, maybe next time I'll get something. You know, it's just, I can't do it. I want to do it, but I can't do it. It's, you know, whatever. I began to look around. And I saw people. It was a weird day. It was a weird day. And the people that walked through those doors, you could see the darkness they were in. It's just weird. You could feel it. It's different than the last time I was there. There's a darkness in this world, and there is a great darkness coming and moving in. Unlike anything you and I have ever experienced before. Now is not the time to live life as usual. Now is the time that if you are ever going to be children of the light, you need to decide today, am I all in or not? This darkness, it's not just the absence of light. It's a darkness that can be felt. It's a spiritual darkness that you feel. And it wars against your mind. And it wars against your heart. And it wars against your family. It wars against the people of God. It's the spirit of Antichrist fighting against God's people, seeking to deceive us and exhaust us. You may not be as tired physically as you think you are. You may be more tired emotionally and spiritually, and it's affecting your body. Sleep eight hours and wake up like you never fell asleep. There is this element at work in the world that as we move closer to the coming of Jesus, it is going to get darker because the man of sin, the son of perdition, what the Bible calls the Antichrist, will be revealed one day, but the spirit is already at work and it is a hopeless, dark spirit that seeks to oppose everything that is God. That's why it is anti. Christ. God is good, so the anti of it is bad. God is peace, the anti of it is torment. God is love, the anti of it is fear. Anything that is opposite of God is at work in the world today, and you feel it, whether or not you realize it. If you think about it, Feel things you've never felt before. 
And if you're not careful, you'll let the enemy tell you it's you. But if you have a true desire to live for God and love him with everything that you are, it's not you. It's the darkness you feel. But if you believe the lie, you'll take the bait and fall prey to the plot of the enemy. Things have shifted over the past couple of years. A new level of darkness has been unleashed in the earth. And the enemy is seeking to stop the advancement of the kingdom of God. That is the only thing he can do to prevent that final judgment. He has no power to overthrow God. He has no power to stop the church. All he can do is seek to slow it down. Because as each church, as the church, has revival and harvest and more and more souls are added to the kingdom. That's one step closer to that final day where he is bound and thrown into the lake of fire. And so what he does is he tries to slow it down. He can't stop the train, so he seeks to slow it down. There's a song, this train is bound for glory. He knows it. And he can't stop it. But he will try to slow it down. That's what the darkness is seeking to do to you today. That's what the darkness is seeking to do to me today. That's what the darkness is seeking to do to this church today. Because the enemy knows that if this people will ever wake up and understand who they are in God and go out into this city and reach the lost, there is nothing he can do to stop it. So... He'll just try to get you to think you are what you feel. But let me remind you today. Even though we feel the darkness of despair, depression, anger, fear, lust, chaos, confusion all around us in the world. Every time you leave your house you can't help but pick up on these things. They're out there. You're in the darkness. You feel it. These things will seek to impose themselves on you and attach themselves to you and make you think this is you. But let me remind you today. Darkness can be all around you. But it doesn't have to be in you. And what you feel around you doesn't have to get in you. If you love God and you're seeking to please him and glorify him with your life, don't take the bait. Don't let what's around you get in you. Yeah, I feel the darkness, but I've been born again of the water and spirit. And greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I've been called out of darkness and into his marvelous light. I'm no longer a part of that. We're, we're not of the night nor of darkness because scripture says we are children of the light. 
And so, yes, great is the darkness around me, but there's something greater that's in me. And I'm no longer going to be deceived, and I'm not going to be dismayed, because I know who is in me. I know who has saved me. I know who I am. And yet there's this element at work. We read in Scripture, the Bible says that in all, everybody say all, all, every single home connected to the children of Israel, in every home there was light. The candles could not burn in Egypt. Lamps could not be lit in Egypt. But in the people of God's homes, the flame could burn. The flame would burn. There was this work of God in the midst of the darkness that wherever there is a home where my name is on it, wherever there are people that belong to me, there will be light no matter how great of a darkness is in the land. The darkness had no effect in their house. The darkness was not in their house. All around their dwelling, there was the effect of darkness. But in their dwelling, there was light. Man of God, woman of God, I want to remind you of something today. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. How does it get in? I shut the door. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. You can turn off that show. You can shut off the TV. You can put a blocker on your phone so that evil doesn't tempt you. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. You can monitor what your children watch. And you can tell them no. You don't have to let the darkness in your home. I don't care what agenda is after our children. You don't have to let it in your home. You don't have to. You don't have to give in to the onslaught of seeking to change times and seasons and mindsets and cultures. You don't have to yield to it. I don't care what kind of pressure comes against you. I don't care what lies are coming against your mind. In your home, in the 21st century, in 2022, post-COVID, there can still be light. 
The darkness in the world does not have to get in your home. It doesn't have to impact your home. In the world, yes, there can be darkness. There will be darkness and it will be engulfed in darkness. But in your home, there can be light. There can be peace and there can be joy unspeakable in your home. You can sleep good all night. There can be a peace that passes all understanding that when you are out in the world, there's chaos, torment, and battle. But when you walk through the doorway of your home where the blood has been applied, you walk into a refuge where there is light and peace and hope and rest and safety. Don't let the darkness quench the light in your house. Be careful what you let in through the screen. Be careful what you let in through that door. Be careful the influences in your life and the influences in your children's life because they're one of two things. They're either of light or of darkness. And if the darkness is coming after my kids, you better believe I'm going to war and I'm going to draw a line in the sand and say, not in my house. Father, you have that right. Mother, you have that right to draw a line in the sand. We're not watching that, but I want to. But it's not good for you. It'll mess with your mind. It'll mess with your heart. And I am not letting the darkness in our home. Remember, the darkness in Egypt quenched the light. There was a foggy element to it. Messed with your senses. And you could feel it. So is the darkness that works in our world today. It fogs your mind. It messes with your spiritual senses. It causes you to not see clearly in the spirit. Hear the voice of God clearly. To be able to speak the word of God with boldness. To have boldness in your goings and faith in your walk with God. It messes with your spiritual senses. So how do I become sensitive to God again? Get rid of the darkness. Get it out of your heart. Get it out of your mind. Get it out of your home. What will I be able to do to remove the darkness? This word is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. No matter where you go, you've got the light with you. I don't see where, what step to take next. Use the light. There has never been a darkness in the existence of the world that has been able to stop God's word. This book is the answer to every situation and problem and chaos you experience. But if you want the light of the lamp to shine, you got to open it up. And you got to let the light of this word go through the gateway of your soul into your eyes. Your eye is the gate to your soul. So whatever you see, 
gets in your soul. And if what you see is constant darkness, in your soul is constant darkness. But if you set your eyes on Jesus, the light of the world, there will be a light in you that is greater than the darkness. What we need to remember today is that Jesus is the example. John 1, 4 through 5 tells us, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Has not overcome it. To this day, the darkness still has not overcome it. There is life in Jesus. Well, I know that. That's why I'm here today. No. It's not just the get out of hell free kind of life. It is a life that shines in darkness and the darkness can't do anything about it. That's what you and I need to remember today. In the condition of our world, in the condition of this nation, and the way things are moving in the direction of. There is nothing that can stop the light. What was in the man, Christ Jesus, was so powerful, that life that was in him, which was the light, it was so powerful that to this very day, darkness still hasn't been able to stop it. Yes, I know the darkness is still here today. I know there's still darkness in the world today. I know that there is an enemy still at work today. But I'm here to remind you today of a very simple truth that you need to believe with all of your heart and live like you believe it, worship like you believe it, amen like you believe it, go back into your home and into your neighborhood and live your life like you believe it until the moment you hear the trumpet sound. And it is simply this, Jesus is greater than the darkness. I don't care what the news is saying. I don't care what report you hear or you read tomorrow morning. Jesus is greater than the darkness. I don't care what season we're in. I don't care the condition of this city and of this region. Jesus is still greater than the darkness. If you believe that, why don't you worship him for a moment? Hallelujah. And if Jesus is greater than the darkness and the life that was in him was the light of the world that the darkness still has not overcome, my question today then is this, is he in you today? Are you baptized with the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized with the Holy Ghost? Because if so, that same light is in you. That means you are the light of the world. Christ in you. You are a child of God. 
That means what is put in you by the Spirit of God is greater than the darkness in the world. Meaning if you are overcome by the darkness, it's only because you allowed it to win. And I've come today to challenge people that are wore out in their mind and defeated in their spirit. You don't have to lose this battle if you don't want to. Because the Holy Ghost is still greater. Jesus is still greater. And if you want to win, you can win. If you want to win, you can win. If you fight, you will win. Don't let the darkness change how you feel. And don't let the darkness that you feel change who you are. I'm a child of God, but I feel the depression at work in the world. So I take ownership of what I feel around me and then it gets in me. No, you're children of the light. There is joy, peace, rest, hope, victory, and triumph in Jesus. That is what is in you. What you feel around you is not what is in you. So rise up today and protect your home. Fight for your home. Protect your family. This darkness isn't getting in my home. Fight for this church. How do I fight for this church? Well, one good place to start is every time you walk through those doors, you need to worship Jesus like you know who he is and like he is the only answer for the world today. If we don't worship him at home, we probably won't worship him in here. Well, it's hard to move on when you don't feel agreement with that. There's got to be a revelation come to us quickly that praise is still the way the battle is won. It is a weapon. What is, okay, here it is, here it is. This is how you praise God. There's seven ways to praise God in the Bible. It involves your voice. It involves your hands lifted, waving, Clapping, shouting unto God with a voice of triumph, dancing before the Lord. It involves your body. It involves your voice. That is the only way you praise God, audibly and physically. And it starts with a revelation deep down inside your heart that you know God is great. And he's greatly to be praised. So there's no devil, there's no situation, there's no person. And my flesh is definitely not going to keep me from praising God. So my question today, is there anybody that wants to praise God in the house? With your voice, with your hands, with a dance, with a shout to the Lord. Jesus is greater than your darkness. Why don't we praise him? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Why don't you usher in the presence of God with praise? Right now, push past your flesh and praise Him. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There shall be light. I said there shall be light. It's got to start deep down in here that you know Jesus is still the king of kings. I don't care what Pharaoh says or what Pharaoh does. Jesus is still the king of kings. And if you have that revelation today, don't you just want to praise him? Don't you just want to lift him up? Don't you just want to magnify the Lord together? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every time you come through those doors and worship God with a sincerity and an intensity like never before, your kids are going to take notice of it. The people in this church are going to take notice of it. You are contributing something to what God wants to do in this place. Praise is still the way the battle is won. It is still the way walls fall down. It is still the way the camp of the enemy is destroyed. Your family depends on it. Your family depends on it. Protect your family at home and show them how to war at church. Let them hear you pray at home and let them hear you pray at church. Let them see you praise at home and let them see you praise at church. There's a battle that is raging, whether you want it to or not. The enemy is still fighting. And the only way you and I are going to survive this battle is if we rise up. And with the weapons of our warfare, which are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, we go to war and we say, there may be darkness in this world, but it does not have permission to get in my home and it does not have permission to get in this church. The light in you is greater than the darkness around you. And every time you feel the darkness creeping into you, you need to do what Paul told Timothy to do. God did not give us a spirit of fear. But the spirit he gave us was of power, love, and self-control. control of yourself today and rise up and be the child of God. Jesus died on the cross for you 
to be. Because it's only going to get darker before Jesus returns. And if we can't live for God in times of ease, how do we expect to live for him? In times of persecution. But the good news is, Zechariah the prophet prophesies, there shall be light in the evening time. When the world is its darkest, there still shall be light. There shall be light in you, there shall be light in our homes, and there shall be light in this church. And because there's light in this church, there will be light in this city and in this region. There shall be light. So what I feel the Holy Ghost moving to do right now is we need to allow the Lord to examine our heart, our life. Allow Jesus to walk around our home and determine, is there any darkness in here that needs to go? All darkness needs to go. However, you need to let the Lord begin to deal with you about some things. You need to change so that there can be light in your home, even if there's darkness in the world. Because there shall be light in the evening time. But if the people of God are full of darkness, how can we be the light of